0: Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, episode 49C. I'm Michael John Simpson. Kitty Brown is owning the Oasis at Wasteland Weekend. This is another mini-episode recorded at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival with comedian Jackie Cation of the Dork Forest Podcast. We chatted about dorkdom, growing up, stand-up comedy, podcasting, books, health, and comedians going bad. This will make an excellent horcrux. Here's episode 49C of the Something Something Experience. Oh, you're freezing? Oh, I should have brought a sweater, sorry. Oh, okay. I'm here in the uh, uh, LA PodFest uh, podcasting lab with uh, the funny Jackie Cation.
1: Hello and welcome to me. (laughs) Yay! I'm
0: good. I'm Michael Simpson. I'm the the co-caster, the co-creator of the the Something Something Experience. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a general uh, podcast about... uh, Kind of media culture and comedy and, and just kind of whatever people are passionate about. We always talk to creative types about what they do and okay. their process and how they got started. And um, I, uh, I've I've heard I've heard a, a, a fair amount of your stand up. Um, I'm very new to the Dork Forest, but I've right. heard you on uh, on uh, Hardwick on Nerdist a couple times. And uh, always a delight to hear you. Oh, thank you. And and how truly genuinely nerdy you are. It's <laughs> so great that yeah. that yes. we don't have to be in the shadows anymore we can no no we are um, out there's plenty of room in
1: this locker that I have been shoved into um, join me it (laughs) is the TARDIS of of (laughs) door yay it's Um, It's just like well, uh,
0: the thing that I like about you is how you just bounce all over the place from uh, on so many references to so many different things even within the same sentence or within the same you know few minutes of discussion
1: right because I mean I think that that's more and more true too right because people are People like comic books and people like science fiction and people, I mean, or I do uh, at the very least. Mm-hmm. But I also have a regular public school education. Oh, sure, sure. And so I have some interest in history and, and politics. and Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I have some information. Mm-hmm. About the rest of the world, it's not entirely a, a, a rabbit hole of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, sure, and, um, sure. Though perfectly good rabbit.
0: hole. yeah, sure, yeah, perfectly and good. And
1: don't dog. go down there without any sort of <laughs> no. healing. Don't go out uh, there
0: without a sword or right, you know a or need... a bag of holding or or, right, or you know, whatever you know, some other Dungeons and D. The
1: uh, owl bears. I remember oh, yeah, the, yeah. when I met an owl bear. Yeah. And uh, Andy Ashcraft, my husband, was the uh, the first game master. And uh, he did an it In your life? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, cool. Because
1: I had never played D&D until I met him.
0: Oh, wow. When did My, you meet me? We met in 2003.
1: three, two thousand Yeah, 2003. And um, I had always been a, a dork. Mm-hmm. But I was not... Like there are worlds, worlds of dorkdoms that yeah, I've yet to, yeah, yeah. and you universes, know, universes, if right. you will. Yeah. Like one of the early dork, dork forests was a dork expedition I did with this model train guy, mm-hmm. and people were like, oh, you're probably into model trains, and I'm like. No No well, Why would I No But I don't It doesn't mean that There's there's anything no. That I would Like if I had married a guy Who's into model trains I would have more information About model okay. trains Because I'm a bit of a chameleon And mm-hmm. I'm like Oh yeah let's play trains We had
0: a couple Tyco uh, Tyco race car sets as a kid You know I'm I'm older okay. than I look So I, I grew mm-hmm. up in the 70s and 80s So Um, But yeah, we had some. There was a lot of stuff in the '70s that was very holdover from the '60s, like things like the big GI Joe before GI Joe was a team. It was a it was a dude. It was just one guy with a beard. You know, Uh, why would they ever love an infantry man? Did you ever have that
1: uh, that metal fort that my older brothers had? There was Uh. like a there was like a. it was a it was a cowboy and Indian set. Oh yeah! And there was a weird metal fort. Yes. That,
0: classic uh, cowboy and Indian figure. Yeah. Of one color or the other, like all the Indians were brown or red, and all mm. the all the cowboys were yellow. But then you had this weird metal fort with old looking paint on right. it. Right,
1: and just the facades. Yeah. yeah. Just the facades yeah. of it, and then the horses and the and the and the guys were great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the fort itself was lame. But yeah. uh, you were like, I don't care. Because these horses and these right. dudes are awesome.
0: I don't have to build this out of dirt. Right, right. <laughs> and right, I, exactly.
1: right, right.
0: I'm still, you know, I'm of I'm an age There's where,
1: a paint job. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right.
0: I'm, I'm of an age where we still played with sticks and rocks. And that became whatever. And oh my God. the cardboard box was the greatest gift from God.
1: And I'll tell you something. It still is. Like, yeah. I mean, when you give it... when I remember once my nephew, who has got to be... 30 28 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now um, he got he got a bunch of toys but he also found a rubber band mm. <laughs> he was probably 6 or 7 yeah. just playing with this rubber band yeah, yeah, playing yeah. and i was like, like you do. dude uh, I think over there is a bunch of toys. Right. I think over there, over
0: there is several hundred dollars <laughs> worth right. of manufactured right. toys, mm. specifically for your enjoyment. You're playing with the fucking robot. Exactly. Paint. Exactly. <laughs> it's too it's funny. It's like the kids playing in the toilet. You know, it's like yeah. three hundred dollars for the Christmas gifts, and they're fast, fast, fash you know.
1: splash. Yes.
0: Yeah, so exactly. Like it. Exactly. What kind of stuff did you play as a kid? I mean, like, like you well, have a family, a big family, six, big kids. big family, six
1: kids. Right. So. Right. um... There was I Ar-
0: Armenian and what no.
1: Well, my my mother was Irish Norwegian, oh, and then okay. she died, and then my stepmother was Polish Italian. Oh wow! It's a mixed uh, bag. So. All they were all Catholic. All okay. the women folk were Catholic, sure, and then sure. my dad was Armenian, and we went to the Armenian church. Okay. So uh, in Wisconsin, in, and uh, <laughs> which is weird for anyone who lives anywhere near Los Angeles, they're like Wisconsin Armenian. What does that even mean? It was well, it means we've so melted. cheese,
0: but not during a certain month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it uh, just means that we're just all blended. Yeah, like blended we've, yes. We just we've the melting pot has melted us. Mm, yeah. So it's all done. Yeah. And um and then you come here and people are like you don't speak Armenian and I'm like I can do church. Church and food. That's all I can do. I can't speak whatever crazy language. I yeah. can do some church talk in Armenian, yeah. but that is all. Sure. I know sure. when to stand and when to
0: sit. Yeah, I'm, I'm your typical kind of North American white mutt. So, you oh, know yeah, lots my of husband. French Canadian and some uh, lots of Scottish, yeah, yeah, lots, lots of, of Irish.
1: Lots of British Isles. Yes,
0: lots of British Isles. You know,
1: I asked my husband when I met him, I uh, I was like, so what is your ancestry? Because it's such a big part of my... In, and of, and other people in Wisconsin, there's a lot of talk about being German and mm-hmm. Irish and, mm-hmm. and Swedish and Norwegian and all this yeah. stuff. Uh, and he genuinely, his family's been here so long that he's like, we're from Mississippi. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah and, exactly. And, uh-huh. and, and
1: to some extent, being Southern is an ethnicity.
0: True, true, true. And
1: he really, he's like, yeah, and he makes fun of it the same way I make sure. fun of being Armenian. Right, right, and right. And right. he's like, well... There's some good things about it, and there's, there's some, some other things about it that you don't want to be part of. Every,
0: everything's a mixed bag, <laughs> yeah, right, right? right, right. It doesn't
1: even yeah. matter. So...
0: So you grew up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So you and, must you and must it was love a small town. Yeah, you must love Louis Black's first album, the whole thing of the long Wisconsin winter and no. the Norwegians came from the no, and never turned heard that bit. turned right and they're like we're home, you know. Exactly. He's like Dude, it's hu- it's t- temperatures that human beings shouldn't live in and it's no <laughs> testament to the human spirit. It's fucking Lewis stupid. Louis Black, yeah. Lewis Black oh is so good. The man is so angry. It never has so never has a person been other than well maybe like you know, Hitler or somebody but <laughs> I <just hate> to <laughs> said never has someone gotten so much play from being so angry
1: and right but not for 25 years until no. John Stewart was no. like oh i love how angry you are yeah yeah and then then he's got a then he's got a big deal career but yeah, prior I, to that he was perfectly happy as well yeah, yeah, so yeah. um but the uh, um yeah so they had a lot of toys when i was a kid we didn't get to- so i mean i did a lot of <laughs> Found objects. Oh, yeah. Because once I'm the youngest of six.
0: Oh, yeah. So my parents were done.
1: They were, they were, they, it was in some ways, it was very, it could have been very disappointing, but in other ways, the freedom was amazing because they were yeah. like, "Oh, we didn't break any of the first five. You're probably going to be fine." Yeah, yeah And yeah. so I was allowed to roam free like a wild animal. Oh yeah, the feral children. I mean, yes, room. I yes, was yes. very loved. Uh,
0: free range parenting, they call right, it, where we were, we just got on our bikes and went, and as long as we were home or within range of my mother's whistle, oh, we did were do a little whistling. Yeah, my mom. We, there did There was that.
1: yelling, and uh, the neighbor, <laughs> the other, each of the neighbor kids. Uh, like I hung out with. Uh, Michael Harriman, uh, Andy Savajan, uh, another Armenian kid, yeah. and uh, Chad Steinley, And um, Chad and the Harrimans had bells, and they had different bells. And so we would be playing at the park across the street, and you'd hear a bell, and everyone would freeze.
0: Whose and bell would, is it?
1: Whose bell is it's it?
0: Like, it's like the sound of music with the whistles for the yeah, different yeah. kids. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Right, you're different. Right, you're different right. pe-
1: and my stepmother would just yell. She would yell, and plus we had a rule... In the family, which was, uh, you had to be home by five, so you could clean up because dinner was at five thirty, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and because uh, bedtime was very early and all this stuff, yeah, right? Me too. But sh- there was a rule that every minute you were late for dinner, which was after five p.m., you were grounded a day. Oh Jesus! So guess how many times you're late? Well, maybe three times. Maybe because uh, the first time you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" And <laughs> my freedom is gone. <laughs> gone for I a had week. no Christmas vacation. Right, exactly. <laughs> like my sister ended up. There was this rule for. Whoever washed the dishes, there were charts. There were so many of us. My stepmother, she was a great loss to the Austrian army, my mm. stepmother. A lot of charts, a lot of graphs, a lot of French corners on the beds. So she was great. But the she did this whole thing about... Um, she was like, so whoever washes the dishes has to sweep the floor and take out the garbage. And whoever dries has to wipe all the, the stove, fridge, and, everything down. yeah, and the table. And... Um, but if you forgot to take out the garbage, if you swept and washed the dishes but forgot to take out the garbage, you had to take out the garbage the next day. So, wow. even though it wasn't Make your turned, duty. Yeah, you didn't have to wash the dishes. You'd trying you were just so in hard to do garbage. those
0: kinds of things for my kids, and they just don't give a
1: fuck. Uh, my <laughs> sister had to take it. The thing is, is if you forgot the next day, right. you had to do it for two days, and it was exponential. Oh, wow. So, it got to the point where uh, I think she was up to like a month and a half. Because wow. she kept forgetting. she Either she kept forgetting or she was my sister and was like, fuck you. Because yeah. she was, I believe, about 12.
0: Right, right. And, and now she's one of the finest sanitation engineers in Wisconsin. Well,
1: <laughs> they, they, what they did, she's a financial advisor. And uh, everyone in my family is in money laundering. Yeah. Anyway, so, but the... Uh, um,
0: you're talking about your dirtbag dad.
1: Yes. And uh, he's a charming asshole. And uh, yes. but what you want to do, is, but my sister ended up being, my stepmother was just like, now you are just in charge of the garbage.
0: That's it. That's your that's, job. You're
1: done. You're, we're done. We're do done
0: punishing. Any, no. no no any more math? we not more <laughs> No more, no more, no um, more, uh, th- you know, things for you, Dostoevsky. You're just, that's your thing. Yeah, now.
1: that's no, your job. Right, right. And you're like, all right, fine. And so, she is very tidy, though. You are yeah. correct. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to move this. Well, what is, is that yeah, just, uh, yeah, oh, what is It's just hitting my yeah. leg. Oh, sorry. No worries. We can scooch over. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you grew up in Wisconsin and. um Started
1: doing is... stand up. Uh, right. There you go in okay. uh, 84, eighty
0: four eighty five. Eighty four eighty
1: five. Cool. In Madison, Wisconsin, Madison. and then uh, good, I did. Good
0: comedy scene there. or Was there? Or was the
1: co- no, it was clubs. the only so... comedy. It was uh, there was Bill Kinison, Sam Kinnison's brother, at uh, a club yeah, 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 there, yeah. and uh, and then it 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 ended up closing like uh, eight months after. Is this air, like pre. Sorry.
0: I can't remember pre or post Holy Roller period for either one of them. It's post, 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 post.
1: Yeah, they weren't. They they didn't have any part. Yeah, they were done. He was just doing coke, and and then he died. Not yeah. like ten years later. Yeah. But the club went out of business almost immediately. But for eight months in the beginning, I did stand up every night, every night for eight months. Cause um and then because I got addicted immediately. Oh yeah. And yeah. then and then what happened was is I ended up. Um, I got a 1.8 that semester, and then the club burned down, and then I just did open mics and stuff. Yeah, and I did open mics and stuff until I graduated in 88, and then I was drunk for a couple of years, and then I moved to Minneapolis and started stand-up again. All right. And so...
0: so how was the, yeah. the comedy scene in Minneapolis? A little it's better? It's amazing. It's amazing. In
1: 1990, when I moved there, it was
0: that's the stupid. That's the end of the comedy boom right there. Well, mid, yeah. Midpoint. Mid it,
1: it was a midpoint. Uh, Scott Hanson had like five clubs at one point, oh, wow. 91, 92. Yeah. And then it all imploded. And now uh, his... It's gone. But the guy that he had been in business with who... Um, Got kind of screwed over when it was big. Sure, he has the club, and he has mm. the, the best club in the country. Oh, cool! A guy named uh, Lewis Lee owns Acme Comedy Company. Oh, Acme, in yeah, Minneapolis, very, and it's very the big best powerhouse. Yeah, and that's my home club. Okay, and, cool, cool. Um, so I came up there. I recorded um, my my special, my mm-hmm. our concert film that mm-hmm. I put out last year. Cool. Uh, there, uh, Christmas of 2013. That, that's
0: Minnesota. the thing. Comedians tend to kind of record at home base. Or the, for yeah. the big thing. Like you
1: have to really like the place that you I mean no,
0: no one more so than Bamford because in her actual home. Oh my God,
1: yes. <laughs> the yes. special,
0: special, special. So, yes. great. so I, uh, great.
1: I great. She asked me to open for it and uh-huh. I introduced her uh-huh. on the special. You did. You but did. I didn't get to do any time. Very oh, sad. No. Very mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. Turns out they, uh, he didn't want to wear her parents out. I was like, They like my stand up. (laughs) I wanted to do 10 I can't just do 10 minutes. Just do my new stuff for them. uh, Nope. Uh, Get into it. Get into it. Everybody's on the the clock. And so it's all good. And. yeah so Minneapolis then I moved here to Los Angeles I think 97 or mm-hmm. 98 something like that was mm-hmm. again I was very drunk yeah, uh, yeah. so, uh, not, so not so no, much more
0: now so no no
1: no, I've been sober for a long time just because yeah, yeah. uh, that seems to be a thing
0: of running theme in comedy too kinda,
1: kinda, it, it, yeah. I mean the thing is is most people are drunk most of their teens and 20s sure. and then they sort of stop. either have kids or have stop or get bored. And I never did because it was comedy. Right. And so I eventually had to make a proactive, hey, I'm stopping. Right. Because <laughs> right. this is going to turn into crime. Right. Or something. I'm going to kill right. Right. something right. or right. someone. I was something. listening
0: to um, Dana Gould's uh, our podcast. Uh, I uh, love that. It's so good. It's my favorite. And um, he was talking about, he, they, he played at the end of the uh, last episode, he played his, uh, com- um, his, uh, Oh, what do they call it? The keynote speech that he did at, uh, oh, like Aspen and, or no, no,
1: uh, just for laughs and just for laughs, and yes.
0: And he he played that, and the whole thing of talking about the power, the realization of the power of stepping on stage, picking up a microphone, and everybody shuts the fuck up. And what a drug that is! What a thing that is! I um I did my first stand up thing ever, uh, MCing for uh, local guys doing stand up at. My community college in Denver. I'm from mm-hmm. Denver. And, uh, and I never went any further with it, n- not knowing at the time that it's okay to go into it and suck for a time in oh. order to get good. Yeah, I know, nobody's
1: good at anything. I know.
0: And I know that now, having listened to all of you lovely, right, wonderful right. comedians in your podcast saying, no, sucking's part of the gig when you start. It's okay. That's it's a learned of- skill. Exactly.
1: What are you, I mean, but, nobody starts being a plumber. But nobody told me first. that when I was right. in my
0: 20s. And so for 20 years, 25 years now, I've been screwing the pooch and not doing anything with it. And finally, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. I heard Proops and, and Nerdist and other, you know other people saying... Go do your thing. If you want to do stand up, just get up and fucking go do it. It's okay to suck. Yeah. Just go do it, and I have been. And I started, okay. and I started this last year, and this year have been. Twenty fifteen's been my year. First time I bought a house. Been doing stand up. A, I'm a year into my podcast now, That's awesome. and just doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And and you guys, all of you that I listen to and hear all the time, and what a great inspiration. Maybe you don't hear it, maybe you do. But your message of of do your thing and your encouragement, it's mm-hmm. being heard and it's being absorbed and yeah. I mean, here it is, we're at LA PodFest. People right. are doing their thing because guys like you, you know, mm-hmm. guys like you and other comedians and, and uh and you know, I mean the general guys, No, but um uh Midwest. Um so um but we're 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 listening to that now yeah, and yeah. saying Okay, I'm going to do my thing. Whether it ever leads to whatever, it's about nourishing the soul. It's yeah, about, it doesn't
1: matter if anyone cares. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's and it's interesting. Stand up is a perfect example of doing whatever you want to do just for the reason. Uh, podcasting is also another yes, thing. Yes, yes. Because nobody. Because when I first started doing podcasting was in 2006. Sure. And genuinely no one was listening right right. and the 14 people that were listening and then the 500 people Mm -hmm. were listening for Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. i had i think 500 listeners Mm -hmm. and i didn't care right i mean it was to some extent it was stage time Mm -hmm. and it was a good excuse to have people over to you know because my social skills aren't great Mm -hmm. but the dork forest is great because you can come over and talk about I get to hear, you know, it's practicing listening.
0: Sure, exactly. Which is
1: something I'm not particularly good at either. It, yeah. So podcasting Comedian, is Comedian,
0: microphone goes that way. I'm the one doing the talking. You're not necessarily the right. best listener. I've been a talker my whole life. Yeah. And now the podcast has actually taught me to just shut the fuck up and, and listen and pay attention. and.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then the first couple of years, they, uh, it was blog talk radio mm-hmm. and it was in beta. Oh, yeah. So uh, I would record and then they would put it out live and then it would be our archived right sure and it was all done immediately so when about five, whatever five six years ago now uh i started pre-recording them and uh i had to edit them
0: oh yeah and so i
1: started listening to them and i was like jesus christ jack you wanted that was it could have been a great story but you but it did it over uh what could have been yeah. the best part of the podcast yeah. Yeah. so what's been great about listening to them and editing them a little bit is uh is, is that I do learn that
0: Sure yeah, yeah. well yeah, I mean that's the thing is is when I started doing a podcast and I, I go back and you listen and you I don't necessarily do too much editing or trimming or yeah. whatever unless there's a real whatever. If there's some um, sort of trouble sure
1: because that's the great thing about podcasts right They're unedited
0: right right Yeah, that's just free it's just a someone free-form just conversation. said
1: a horrible thing and you you're like you uh, don't
0: do uh, another <laughs> take in the middle of a conversation at a party or whatever and that's kind of a yeah a, but but the thing that I've realized is oh shit. My teachers, my mom, everybody's always been telling me, "Shh, somebody else is talking," and it's like, "Oh, gee, they were right." Oh. Yes. yes. <laughs> About that. <laughs> Keep it together. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. Especially
1: if you want to have an interview. Yeah. I mean, it's different if you're doing a podcast like Proops sure. does his own. Right. You know, the one-on. Oh the, yeah,
0: I was just there on yeah. Tuesdays, and I'm yeah. going to see Diaz tomorrow. I've been to doing a few And Kirkman, too. Jen Kirkman's Kirkman, yeah. poor oh, thing she, lost her voice. Oh my oh, god! That,
1: were you at hers today? I was not. I was
0: not. Because she was
1: talking about how she has these these
0: nodules these, on, yeah, her like on, her, on her, yeah, like blisters on her
1: on her vocal cords, and she read this. She it was so it was very funny. It's going to be a good one, you guys. Yeah. She's yeah. listening to I Seem Fun. I yes, yes, I Seem the the Fun, podcast. Yes, yep.
0: yeah, yeah. I have somebody... I listened you know, during my commute and. Uh, so i but I have a lot, and I'm always kind of trying out new ones and this and that, and uh recently picked up Dork Forest listened to the one with Which um, one? the last one I listened to was the the oh he was he's an author. Oh, uh,
1: shit. Not That'd... Stephen Brophy.
0: Yes. Okay. Brophy.
1: So he's talking about redemption among yes. supervillains? Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: Yeah, yes. that's his dorkdom. Yes. Is, uh, is his yes. favorite thing. Yes. The uh, If people want to start listening to the Dork Forest, a nice thing to Google would be the words Dork Forest and fan favorites. Oh, okay. Because I have, uh, I do a survey every nice. December. And so, Which one was the best from the year? Yeah, what are people's favorites? Right. So there's usually like ten. Like I think the first year I did like thirty, mm-hmm. but the next two years I did sort of a top ten, top fifteen. Well, you're so.
0: you're tonight with Proop Dog. Oh my God, so good! And and being an older yeah. a, a, a guy who looks old, who's older oh than he God. looks. The '70s movies thing. Uh, one thing I, I mentioned him afterwards. Uh, one, one that you guys didn't talk about, the jerk. That's a great '70s. Oh right,
1: film. right. Yeah. You know. The weird thing is, is um, like his his episodes are always fan favorites of the year. Mm-hmm. Another one that's always a fan favorite of the year is uh, Pat Noswalt's wife, oh. uh, Michelle McNamara. She okay. loves true crime oh. and serial killers, yes. and it's super creepy because this one, Jackie Cation, does not enjoy creepy. No. And I also don't know anything no. about murder. No. So I remember the first one is the funniest one, quite honestly. They're all great, and everybody loves all of them. But the first one was my favorite because I she would say the name of a famous serial killer. And I would say, who's that? <laughs> and she'd say, what? Uh, but I did just record one that's coming up in a couple of weeks with uh, Dwayne Perkins, a oh. great comic. Uh, and um, his dork name is Jay-Z. Oh. And I just, and at one point I said, So who is he? And (laughs) I said, I know he's a rapper and a producer. That is all. And And he goes,
0: "Beyonce thing." No,
1: no, I did. I thought that Kanye was married to Beyonce. Oh, you thought?
0: Okay. Yes,
1: uh, because I knew that he was a rapper and a producer too.
0: Well, those you know those people in the music business—they all look alike. Yes, (laughs) yes, and well, the
1: thing and Dwayne was like he was so funny because he said, "You know, of all the things that I thought you were going to say, I love Jay Z. I hate Jay Z." I don't know who Jay Z is. Was not. <laughs> not one of the one. But it's a classic. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is I genuinely, whatever your dorktum is, I probably don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had this woman. One of the fan favorites was this episode about bees. I don't know anything about bees. Oh, I don't bees. even like honey I'm very a big much. beef.
0: I'm a fan of bees. I don't like Watch honey. Very much. It, I'm I'm that guy who will walk up to the bee exhibit at the L.A. County Fair and mm-hmm. start telling people about the bees about and, bees and, You're and the a docent. docent and the docent <laughs> just steps aside and goes. Yeah, I guess I don't have to do my job.
1: Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: unfortunately, yeah. I get nerdy about you know what well, we all do. We all get yeah. nerdy about that thing. Everybody's got something, and we just blah, 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 and don't realize that people are just slowly slinking away out of the corners, and we're like, oh well, okay.
1: Well, I mean, and uh, people, it's funny because I get a lot of emails from people who say my favorite dark forests are the ones where I don't care anything about the topic, mm-hmm. and for some reason, the person is excited about it, and I'm like, but why? And I mean, and I think that's the real question. Yeah. You're like, you care more about, I just, I think this week's episode is with Mark Price, I think, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. talking about water reclamation product, oh, projects. Wow. Yeah. And you're like, he doesn't right. have enough How information. How did you get into that? Uh, Right But he But the great thing about To be a dork about it You don't have to have All the information But like Robert Hurt Has all the information Okay So two two of my favorite episodes Are a guy named Robert Hurt Mm -hmm. Who is a visualization Specialist Mm -hmm. at NASA
0: Oh wow And
1: he's one of my husband's Best friends from college He is also Has the complete Next generation He has Star Trek The next generation On VHS (laughs) uh, That he recorded himself And edited out The commercials So He's an astrophysicist, but he's the guy who does... He translates all the Spitzer photographs for for NASA and puts them out onto the world. Colors them, cleans them up, and wow. That's it, and makes a key and stuff. Wow. So he's a fascinating man. The other guy is a friend of Andy's... uh, um, A guy named Michael Everson, who writes fonts for dying languages, so they don't die. He did the font yeah. for Inuit, oh. so that uh, like nineteen Eskimos can uh, fucking text, text each other, right? And uh, go, hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. You want to go get a beer? And yeah, it's like that, but great it's an job. Inuit, what and is, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I mean those are jobs that are that feel created out of nothing.
0: That's a singular. That's yeah. singularity. That's a that's the yeah. M- so those
1: are two great episodes of The Dark Forest. I totally recommend. Wow. It. And those were very popular as well. Wow. wow. But fan favorites. If you Google that, yeah, that, that'd be the way to go.
0: You 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 get into a lot of uh, uh, books and stuff. I hear you talking yeah. about Terry, uh, not Terry Pratchett. Um, who's the? Uh...
1: Oh yeah, Terry Pratchett. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Bit. But there was. Somebody. Neil
1: or yeah. Terry... Uh, there was somebody
0: else that you guys were talking about. My wife goes,
1: "I like them too,"
0: and I don't remember who it is now because I'm not a reader. I've I never... think
1: Stephen Brophy might have been talking about Terry Brooks.
0: Terry Brooks. That's that who was I've it. never read. That was it.
1: Yeah. That was and
0: it. My wife has a shit ton of Terry, Terry Brooks, Brooks movies. Yeah. I was that kid whose brain moves so fast that I can't read because I it, it's not like dyslexia. It's not. It's just this thing where I'll start reading and I have to read the same paragraph. Over and over and over again Because my brain is just shooting Like one word will take me off into a tangent In my mind And I have to bring myself back to where I am
1: Have you tried Books on Tape? Have you tried Audible.com? Weirdly enough uh, One of our sponsors (laughs) But the uh, um, Yeah what I tend to do is Like the way I read I skim Mm. I read an entire book very very quickly Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I reread that book mm-hmm. because it's almost like a different book, almost because there's all different stories right, that I messed right, up. On, so because
0: right. in the first time you're getting like hey, the first and the fifth and the tenth and the fifteenth, well, the next I'm, time I'm getting you're getting the, the, the big second plot. and the seventh. Yeah, right. I'm right.
1: Getting the big plot, right. then I'm getting the little plot, okay. and then I'm getting uh, some great speeches. What are you reading and right now? <laughs> I w- I just gave it uh, to my husband to take home. Uh, I'm rereading uh, Cage Baker Company series. Okay. Cage Baker is from California. She mm-hmm. is a science fiction writer. She is also a fantasy writer. Uh, she is—I uh, don't even know how to describe. It's essentially—it's a book about immortality and time travel, mm-hmm. and those things usually irritate me mm-hmm. because the history is usually off in time travel, mm-hmm. and I and I don't even—I don't claim to be a historian, but if I can notice that there's trouble,
0: then somebody else is really then, right. Then, then there's some really serious shit going on, right? Yeah, right,
1: right. and uh, but she really nailed it. And uh, The Immortality, and it's funny and snarky Mm -hmm. and kind of uh, dark. Nice. And it is is—it's very good. And it's also predictive. She died probably five years ago. Mm, Uh, mm. Brain tumor, 52 Uh, years old. Very disappointing. Uh, She was on The Dark Forest. There's an episode, because it's anniversary month. I just reposted it. Uh, But the... uh, She... uh, she, uh, The... (laughs) The she predicted things like cuz she started writing them in the 90s mm-hmm, and um she predicted like she adult sippy cups oh yeah and and the the widespread veganism and gluten and oh, all of yeah, this stuff yeah, where sure. she's just like cuz i remember that stuff oh, from yeah. the 90s yeah. and uh you know there was a time when i was macrobiotic oh, yeah, in 95 yeah. i was
0: on atkins for a while where
1: did you atkins all oh, right yeah. and uh, so but the and I did gluten free for a year, and then I got tested for it, and the guy was like, "You're actually not allergic." You're to You're not gluten.
0: celiac, yeah. But it doesn't
1: matter because uh, it's not going to kill you to not have gluten for a year. Right. It's right not right. It's like that's what I like about hippie doctors. Yeah. Is that the worst thing they're going to say is you should have more leafy greens? Yeah.
0: I not can do a bad thing. That's for never going right, to kill right. you. That's, well, I used um, to have problems with with bread and gluten and stuff like stomach problems, yeah, and, yeah. and digestive issues. Kind of almost like uh, almost like um, lactose intolerance, but gluten. Yeah. Uh, and then this year, my wife and I started we got a personal trainer and started working out and eating. You know, and mm-hmm. loo- and I've dropped sixty pounds since January. Wow! And uh, my wife's lost fifty seven pounds since right. January February, and. Well, that's gone away no i can eat i just had a sandwich i'm fine i'll eat a sandwich right, right. i can eat the, i can eat whatever you know yeah nothing bothers me anymore her, her lactose intolerance went away she can eat ice cream and milkshakes again now she wants we eat them in smaller portions
1: right you know and that's, that's what thing, it is it's know. all a math problem yeah, it's all math it's uh it's yeah. not uh yeah. yeah i've tried all the things and it's usually it's entirely a math problem yeah. i just i had a big breakfast today and then you know what happened just a couple hours later big yeah. And then uh just hours after that big dinner. So it's uh that's how it goes. Yeah. And I don't um uh, I'm not too worried about it, but uh yeah. the uh yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my big, uh, my, my, probably my biggest passion is Doctor Who. I've been watching Doctor Who since 77. Okay. I was living in Denver. We were one of those few pilot cities in America that had Doctor Who very early on. Yeah, yeah, Tom on Baker. On PBS. Or, yep, yep. Started with Tom Baker. And in uh, 81 went to Peter Davison, and he was my first new doctor. So mm-hmm. kind of a special play. I agree with David Tennant on that one, that he was my doctor kind of thing. And, okay. And uh, but so then the new series...
1: Two
0: thousand five. Yeah, when the, when that Six. started, uh, yeah, the re, the reboot or whatever, if you will, or the mm-hmm. continuation thereof, and uh, yeah, super excited. And actually, here at LA Podcast, missing the premiere of the new Peter Capaldi season premiere tonight. Tonight, I will watch DVR. It I'll watch it tomorrow with the wife. Yeah, that'll so, be fine. You know, so, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, you that's flying home tomorrow. Oh, I live in LA. I, live, oh, yeah. I actually, live up by Magic Mountain. Live oh, fair in enough. Valencia, in the, so, shadow
1: so, yes, the shadow of that Magic Mountain,
0: in the shadow of. Of Superman, the ride. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um,
0: are you based out of? Uh, I live
1: in Van Nuys. In
0: Van, okay, there you go. I lived in Van Nuys cars. for five years. 818 yeah.
1: forever. Enjoy yeah. it. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So, but a bit of a comedy nerd, and a, a grew up listening to Steve Martin and uh, other comedians who's uh, uh, Bill now Gullisby. have gone on to ruin people's childhoods. Right. Um, <laughs>
1: It was the Poor weird... people. It's so sad. It's, it's awful. It's. I, I mean, it's... I was very lucky. I never listened to comedy when I was a kid. Well, I never, there you
0: go. So... I never,
1: I never heard any. I heard them know a bit when I was a kid. Sure, That's sure. And then I, that was... that was the only one. Right. And then I started doing comedy, and I didn't know who anybody was.
0: It's weird. Um, Robin Williams' death was one of the biggest heart hurts I've had for anything like that in a long time, and a similar feeling with the whole Bill Cosby thing because now his whole career that it was I was so emotionally invested in as a kid yeah. is dead to me now too right I mean there
1: has to be something to salvage from it you yeah, know I mean because yeah. it, it was an inspiration for so many people to start doing stand-up and such the, a right and yeah. such a
0: bastion of of Moral fiber and this and, and that, right. as far as the image to be projected, It was all a terrible, right? terrible lie But but we mm-hmm. all emotionally invested that. We bought the Kool Aid. We drank the mm-hmm. Kool Aid on mm-hmm. that. And that it's just having the rug pulled out from under you.
1: Right. I don't. Uh, I felt a little bit of that when Woody Allen married his stepdaughter. Same
0: thing. But I didn't Can't... have. It
1: wasn't that bad because yeah. uh, they were yeah. all consenting adults at the time, and he assume, was a yeah. consenting grandfather. But yeah. she yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. An adult,
0: yeah, yeah, and then the stuff about Mia Farrow's kid that's come out since then too is also
1: creepy. Awful.
0: Yeah, awful. yeah.
1: People should leave kids alone. I uh, agree, and for the most part, they do. But these high-profile things with uh, with rape and child molestation it make up for you, everybody. Yeah, make Cage Baker, the company series, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be illegal to hug your kid in public. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, unless you get a. Uh, Some sort of permit, right? Right. uh, Or you've
0: been psychologically evaluated and have a gold stamp on it or something. mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. it's crazy. So, um, what are you uh, what are you working on right now? I know you're doing Podfest this weekend. You got any specials coming up? You got any more albums coming out?
1: Nope. No, the uh, the last album was, um, I guess, yeah, a year and a half ago now. And uh, I'm, I've written a lot of new material But it's not ready It's not ready You can't You
0: workshop in you, doing Yeah, there's
1: it. no You know, the 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 British model You know, mm-hmm. the, the Louis C.K. model Of sure. a new album every year mm. I don't It's not for me Okay It's uh, I like 18 months For a new joke mm-hmm. And I like to have Like 40, 40 minutes Of new material Before I put out a new album because then everybody, everybody wins, you yeah. know. Are you and doing it,
0: the kind of the mixed bag thing of, of new, new mixed with old kind of thing? Oh, when
1: I perform, yeah. when I headline, when you're out, I don't have any problem going to the vault. Vault people, yeah, uh, you will be hearing jokes uh, that are very old sometimes. Uh, but you know what? Most people don't know me, <laughs> so they're not. It's not like they're <laughs> you like can
0: hide behind the veil yeah, of your anonymity. The very nice but...
1: guy listens to the podcast, has all of my albums sat in the front row of one of my shows about a year ago and he was mouthing long the words to <laughs> some of my bits which was so distracting and I'm the greatest guy in the world but and what that did was that made me do every new joke that I had written
0: right then uh, and there right
1: then and there I'm like you will be hearing 20 minutes you cannot uh, talk along with uh, and he wasn't doing it on purpose he wasn't being a jerk about it he was just like oh, I love this bit right you know how you love a bit yeah and uh, <laughs> so Yep.
0: yeah John Cleese told a similar story about the first time they went and did a big show in America uh-huh. and they came over here I, don't know, I think it was before Hollywood Bowl but they're out I think they're at New York the city center theater in New York mm-hmm. and they're going out and they do their first sketch and nobody laughs and at the end you know they're, they're just like they, just they lose, lose the their minds and at the end everybody loses their minds and he goes like what? what's going on what? people aren't laughing he goes yeah but there are huge applause and they realize the next time they went out the next time they went out, they looked and they could see people going, mouthing along the yeah. words. These things that they've listened to over and over and over again. Right. There's certain comedy that, certain some comedy, as Hardwick says, some comedy is a magic trick. Mm-hmm. And once you've heard the ma- you've seen the magic trick, you got to have something else or else. But but there's certain comedy that you can hear over and over again, and so
1: and people want to right. Clearly, so,
0: you're a super fan guy who, who
1: right and. Frank uh, Regan oh, yeah. he, like he'll do his hour and then he'll come back on stage and he'll take requests and he'll do
0: yeah you and, too or whatever right. el- you know, and, his-
1: and and he will sometimes say um, just so you know comedy uh, relies a lot on surprise <laughs> and right. as I do these bits that will be missing so uh, let's go there let's <laughs> do it so let's do and it. then he does it and you're psyched you yeah, know because it's yeah. always a treat
0: Yeah. Always a treat. well yeah I mean, there, for me as a comedy nerd being a kid as a comedy nerd there's a certain amount of nostalgia with it. I can hear those albums over and over and over again. I can memorize them and still delight whenever I hear that material right. or delight when somebody starts that first line and I get to finish it, you know, mm-hmm. in a crowd or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, um, during the, uh, the, the 25th, 20th, 25th anniversary of Monty Pies on Lonely Rail, uh, Cleese lives in uh, Santa Barbara Eric lives in LA they went to the New Art Theater and they showed it there before they did a selected theater and DVD release of the movie with the 38 seconds thrown back in or whatever and they had a summarized Monty Python Holy Grail competition like the Proust bit on the show and I got to be a contestant Uh and somebody videotaped it I had the videotape so Doing, being a comedy nerd that I am, doing my, I love doing Monty Python material, great. Then add the layer of doing it in a crowd of people, even better. Then do it in a whole theater full of people, that ups the fact. Then do it in front of the people who fucking wrote it. Yeah. Out, w- one of the top greatest moments of my life. Right, doing right. Doing Holy Grail in front of Cleese and Idol.
1: I saw um, Mel Brooks interview <sighs> Dick Cavett. And I Carl love those. Reiner was in the audience.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I've and seen that. And I
1: think it, they aired it on PBS. Yes, or something, they but did. I, went I to watched the, that.
0: It I mean, was either that or HBO. It was, it was one like or the other. Wiltern
1: and yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, it yes, have been yes, HBO. Yes, yes, yes. But um, we went, and I was like, "This is the greatest showbiz moment of my life." Yes. When Carl Reiner got up to do the two thousand year old man. Yes. With Mel Brooks, I was like, I. The, I could die this, yeah I could die I pin, could pinch fine. me I'm done stick, stick a, a fork, fork in me yep. yes thank
0: you and I'm done yeah um, this is great I, uh, yeah it doesn't get any better than that
1: yeah that's, that's great that's awesome
0: that's great
1: so great cool alright uh, thank I you
0: so much cool. for your time I know you gotta go to Monopolize yeah. you thank no you so worries. much for sitting down with me this Thanks has been for having Jackie Cation uh, please be kind everybody <laughs> you've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. You can find us everywhere online as Something 2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and WordPress. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.